This morning, as we have mentioned, it is Advent 1. So we are in a short but very sweet series of looking at um, the lectionary, which means the readings that the Church of England set for Advent. And this morning, it's my great privilege to welcome Monique, who's going to be sharing for us. But first of all, I'm going to read from the reading that she has chosen from the lectionary today, which is the reading that we heard right at the very beginning of the service. It's Psalm 80, verses 1 to 8. Hear us, shepherd of Israel. You who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth between Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Awaken your might, come and save us. Restore us, O God, make your face shine on us that we may be saved. How long, Lord God Almighty, will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink tears by the bowlful. You have made us an object of derision to our neighbours and our enemies mock us. Restore us, God Almighty. Make your face shine on us that we may be saved. You transplanted a vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. This is the word of the Lord. I welcome Monique. Morning, guys. How is everyone today? <laughs> Have I been cold? Are we good on cold? Okay. I'll take the laughter as yes. Um, so initially, when I read Psalm 80, I was kind of like, hmm, again, here, here the Bible goes in my business understanding exactly where I'm at and um, I don't know how many of you kind of start the new year feeling like yeah I'm gonna conquer this year I've got plans I'm gonna January right through to December this is gonna be the year that something great's gonna happen what I've been praying for is gonna be happening for me and not necessarily what you're praying for others because there's a side of us that extend ourselves to cover our loved ones but we all have things that we want in our lives we all have dreams we all have desires and some of us have been fortunate enough to see them come to fruition but some of us are still waiting and that's what I want to kind of cover today just being in that space of waiting when you don't feel like your prayers are being heard like you show up you do the things that God asks you to do and you just do the things that it says, whether that be fasting. And I say that with the quote marks because not everyone does the same things. But this year has been trying, whether it's externally, whether it's internally, it's been trying to hold that place of waiting in yourself and keep that stillness within yourself. Um, it's been a challenge for me personally. Like, for those of you who've seen me at church, you've seen me, like, cry when the songs come on or just look at someone else crying and just start crying. I am a crier, so don't ever feel sorry for me. <laughs> but um, I want to kind of just start while we're coming to the end of the year and you have that moment of reflection of what have I achieved and, God, why are you not hearing me? I... I've come to you, I've come to church and I'm praying and I'm asking constantly, I'm fasting, I'm, I'm living in a place of love. I feel like I'm moving 
from a place of light, but still I'm waiting for the things that I'm asking you for, whether that's, in my case, a new job. (laughs) But some of you might be in a place of waiting for love, waiting for transformation. And the thing about connecting with God, a lot of people don't understand is you feel everything that God's doing in yourself. So when God's making changes for you, you feel uneasy. You feel anxious sometimes because you can feel that something's coming you can feel that something new is about to happen but you're not seeing the mark change I don't know if any of you can relate to that over this year where you've just been like okay now's the time no should I jump in the the jump rope is it my time to double dutch no okay I'll stand on the sideline and that feeling for me is pretty much the hardest because I like to think I'm quite self-aware so I, I'll prepare. I'll say, okay, let's prepare for this greatness. Let's, uh, let's align for these prayers to kick in so I can sing God's praises and tell everyone how amazing God is. And then I'm still waiting. And that doesn't mean I don't tell people that God's amazing, but it means that I have to shift my focus. I think quite often when you're praying for something bigger, you miss the small blessings that God's doing to prepare you for the bigger things. And personally, as I said, this year has been trying, whether it's me, whether it's like my sister, whether it's my mom, all of us have had different tests. So we then feel, you feel inclined, like these are the people I love. So why are their prayers not being answered either? Like what's going on? Why, why is everything out of hold? Why am I still waiting? What I've come to in a stand on this, and I say in a stand because I don't really like to say understand, I'm quite conscious of that word, but what I like to in a stand with this is when you learn to kind of pause for a moment and just say, I'm going to leave this with God, I'm going to leave my prayers where I set them, I'm not going to carry them every day, you find the stillness, that anxious feeling, that dissolves a little bit. What you want doesn't change. That urge for wanting it doesn't change. But you learn to let go of it happening and when it happens. And that's when you really start experiencing God. That's when you really start experiencing what it means to wait in faith and not wait in vain. Because it can be hard. You see people in the outside world, like, they're getting everything they ask for effortlessly. You don't actually know what they dealt with. You just see the end result. But especially if you're on social media, oh, my God. If you are a social media user in today's day and age, it's tough. I took my mum through Instagram. I said, Mum, look at all these lovely things you get to see about couples having their breakfast in Thailand on a floating tray. And here I am, refusing to go on another date for the rest of this year. But (laughs) we will not get into my love life, okay? But honestly, like, you are fed with so many different things. Like, almost like this image of perfection has been sold to us now that we've got access to all this technology, all these resources, and that means your weight is shorter. You get information within 1.3 seconds on Instagram. You can get anything you want at your fingertips but the things that you actually want and need take a lifetime to gain. And it is tough. It is, oh, I will not lie to you, but 
There's a verse here, verse 4 to 5. If we can pop it up on the screen. Because I think I've got a different version as well. So I'm happy to just read it out. Oh, no, there we go. How long, Lord, God Almighty, will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears. You have made them drink tears by the bowlful. Everyone I know right now who's decided to take a walk with Christ have probably cried the most this year. And it sounds a bit weird to say that, but you kind of learn that the strength comes from the space of vulnerability, that crying, that release, that letting go, that all aids to the waiting, that allows you to be in the, the headspace that you need to be in to wait. And it sounds, it sounds very wild for me to just say, just let it go. Just pray and let it go. It's easier said than done. I, I still struggle with certain things. Like, but when you do start saying, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to plant this request here. I'm not going to get to work and be like, God, why have you still got me in this job? And I have been asking since February, in my case. <laughs> to be moved into a different place. I thought you want something better for me. I thought that I'm so much more in myself, like I'm doing the training, I'm upskilling myself, I'm doing all the things that you're asking me to do, so why am I still here? When you do that on a day-to-day -day basis, it makes it so much harder. Learn to let go. And I say it lightly because I say to my mom, I say to my sister, I say to my gran, just let it go. Like, just practice just saying, okay, that happened literally a minute ago. That prayer was five minutes ago. It's in the past. I've left it there. I have to trust that it's going to happen. Because when you operate from that space, you'll start feeling, not necessarily like it happens now all of a sudden, but you notice the things that are navigating you to the things that you're praying for. And I'm sorry if I sound like I'm repeating this part, but I have to kind of emphasize about that stillness moment because in my personal experience right now, I have been forced to open my eyes in such a different way. Like 2023, ooh, huh. you guys, I didn't think I'd be here today. I'm not going to lie. Not that I thought I'd be anywhere else, but I didn't think I'd be here comfortable enough to speak about this year because it, it, it forced me to face myself and my impatience. It forced me to face the things that I am asking for. Um, is what I'm asking for really the things that is aligned with what, what God wants for me? Is this my ego speaking? Like, I had to learn myself and learn to be vulnerable again and relearn patience. And it's tough. If you, as an adult, I don't know how many of you have actually sat down and assessed yourself and said, like, what are my flaws? What can I do different? Hands up if you've ever done that. Yeah. It's not, it's not a nice conversation when it's honest sometimes. You're like, oh, you are, wow. Yeah, that makes sense why that didn't happen. I mean, you didn't need to lose your temper that way. It's, it's a lot. But I think when you start taking the time out, to wait differently, it doesn't feel like 
there's no hope. It just gives you the space to navigate your day-to-day in a place that you can manage it. It gives you the room to be able to receive the things you're asking for. I said to one of my friends, it would have been probably last week, because I'm always talking to a friend, and um, I said, how are you going to get the things that you want if you won't let go? How do you how do you have space for it? Like your cup is full of everything that you don't want. That your things are probably on hold because there's no room for it. If that suitcase is full, you can't get on the plane to the next destination. They make you unpack to create space so you could board the flight. And she just gave me this look and I said, I'll take payment in lobster, please. Thank you. (laughs) Honestly, I will never charge my friends, but feed me all the way, yes. Um, but just to kind of touch on that, like creating space in yourself is probably the hardest things to do. As I said, easier said than done, but you have to do it. You have to do it while you're waiting and see what else God creates space for in your life because we only pray the things that we think up. We only ask God for the things that cross our mind. But what if there's something way better that you didn't even imagine waiting to happen? But because you can't let go, because you can't just operate from a place of trust and stillness, you're holding back, you're, you're making that wait a little bit longer by just not allowing God to do what God wants to do. So... If I'm going to leave you with anything today, it would be to let go. That's number one. It would be create space as part of letting go. Leave it with God. Like when you pray, even if it's an hour and you're on your knees and you are crying, get up and listen to something that will make you dance after and leave that moment with God. Go and make a tea, go for a walk. And just allow things to happen. I've seen great miracles happen for people close to me in learning to just say, I'm just going to let it happen. And I believe it could happen for anyone. I don't believe anyone's life has been made a certain way. I don't believe that things just don't happen for me. So many people say, oh, things just don't happen for me. When you create the space of things can happen and when they happen, I'm removed, things don't happen. Look how your life will feel. Look at the differences. So I just encourage you all, just take time with yourself, get to know yourself. Ladies, men, if you're single, still waiting for the one, get to know yourself as well as the person that you want to come into your life. Because you can't teach someone how to love you if you have not taught yourself every single part, every depth of yourself so you can guide them on that. Even friends, everyone needs the guidance. So be kind to yourself as well in this wait period. You know, don't feel like anything's too much. If you've got to go on that trip alone, whatever you have to do that makes that waiting a little bit better, do it. And just remember that God will continue to shine his face on us. But he wants to be trusted and he wants to know that you you trust him with the mission. So happy waiting, happy first advent.
And I hope this resonated with at least someone today. Amazing. Thank you so much, Monique. Thank you. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Matt. I'm the, the priest here. And in a moment, we're going to move to our Eucharist. We're going to move to uh, our communion here. Um, before that, I, I want to offer you three things. Uh, if, if, some of, if some of the things that Monique was sharing with us this morning are resonating with you, I want to offer you three things. Um, the first is to come away with us in the new year. We are going away, as Fran said on our uh, notice video, the New Year's revolution is the 2nd until the 4th of January, and it is a space designed to grapple with exactly some of these things. You know, that energy that comes perhaps for you at the beginning of the year that says, uh, this, is, this is where I'm going to go during the year, this is my goals, this is my plans, this is what I want to do or be, giving yourself a space to consider where you've been, to look at where you're going, to join us uh, out in the wilderness, to let nature speak, uh, to gather around, to speak and minister to one another as a community, to ask that question together. So if, if you are grappling with those things and you're thinking, my goodness, I've got a lot of work to do here. I've got to figure this out. And the waiting is killing me and I don't know if I can you know, put it to one side, then come away with us. There's space available. Uh, so that's the first thing. You are invited to come away. The second thing is much less of a commitment. It's to come to this table in a moment. As we come to our Eucharist, uh, Eucharist means good gift. And that is what this table is a reminder of, the good gift, the graces of God in our lives. If you are feeling spent, if you're feeling that you've given it all, that you've poured it all out, and something needs to be poured back in, that is the opportunity here. We receive bread and wine that is for us symbol of life in all of its fullness. And even if you are not of the persuasion, you, do, you don't receive communion with us, um, then a prayer of blessing. You're invited to come and receive good gift where you're feeling empty, where you are feeling low, where you are feeling done. If that resonates with you, then come. You're invited. And then the final thing that I want to invite you to do, and Chloe will guide us through a little bit more of this after our communion, after our Eucharist, is, what, is as always to receive prayer, to turn to those around you. If, if this is resonating with you, if you're feeling uh, this loss, if you're feeling the, the pain, the acute pain of the waiting, of the disorientation, then I invite you to turn to one another, to pray after we've received our Eucharist. And as I say, Chloe will guide us through that, but there'll also be people over there. So there you go. There's your triple invite. If some of this is resonating with you this morning, come away with us for a few days in the new year. Come to the table. Let's find one another. But let me grab the bread and, uh, and then we'll move to our Eucharist. <laughs> 